0: So cool. Stacy is such a fabulous person. Most of you know her or at least have seen her because she often seats you uh, in this service. And she is Jairus' wife, if you didn't put that together. A uh, phenomenal mother in her own right and just such a, such a huge part of our church community. And she is probably responsible for about a dozen of you coming to this church, uh, playing volleyball down at the beach, and I have been there. I've seen it. I spent some time at the beach myself, and I have seen her in action. She's a great athlete, but she's even a better person and friend and caring for people. And so many of you make up this community of inviters. It's just who we are. That's why we fill this place and have overflow and have forced services, uh, because it's just like automatic, right? Once you find water, you tell people where they can find water, and, and you have done that. You, you point people to the creator who designed them and who has a plan for their life uh, which is why our church has grown so quickly and which is why our church has been looking for a new home and uh, if you've if you're new I'll just fill you in 30 second version of the story we've been looking for a new home for a while Uh, we like this place this place is nice Uh, but we just don't believe it's the the final place and God has been kind of pointing us to a next location. So we were really close, we were motivated, we thought we had the Regency movie theater at Beach and Warner, and then the city was like, nah, that's not gonna happen. Uh, You know, it's just not zoned the right way and we're not gonna allow that to happen. And then, a couple of months ago, the city council's sitting around and they're like, Uh, not even less than a couple of months ago, more recently than that. They're sitting around and they're saying, uh, they vote to change the zoning that would allow us to be in that space. And so we thought, okay, maybe that's miracle number one. Maybe God really does want us in that space. And then the building, the guy who owns the building was kind of like, we're not on the same page. He he wanted uh, X amount and we're just like, I don't know if we can get in there and do that. But I uh, am really... Excited, humbled, and uh, uh, I don't even know the adjective um, <laughs> to tell you that Friday we did a handshake deal to purchase the Regency Movie Theater. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so it, it's not a done deal yet. So. Um, uh, we need you to keep praying, and maybe more than ever, uh, we still have to work out the contract. We still have to get the, you know, the things with the city done, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, please continue praying and. Join us this Thursday night, and I'll give you more details about what that could look like, how that's going to play out, what we're doing. If you've missed the last couple of weeks, you can listen to the messages online or download the podcast and catch up uh, because we're in the middle of a campaign called Step In where we're saying we're stepping in in faith, believing that God has a next home for us, and we've started raising money toward it, and then look what he did. I mean, Friday, Friday. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So thank you for being a part of this journey. The journey continues. Stay with us. Uh, Keep praying with us. And join us on on Thursday evening to learn more. Happy Mother's Day. Happy, happy Mother's Day. So those of you who are mothers, who who have mothers, uh, who one day hope to be a mother, we are just so privileged that you would join us and start your day off like this. We want to celebrate you. Hopefully you saw that on the patio, hopefully you've already felt it in the service, and you will continue to feel it in the service. Hillary and I are going to pray a special blessing just over the women in our church at the end of the service, and Hillary, my wife, is actually going to teach the, speak the second half of my message this morning, which will be awesome. Before we get there, before we get there, you're probably like, yeah, just go sit down, let her do it, you yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, But I I want to set it up with a little context. I want to read to you a verse from the book of Matthew. This is one man's real life account of of the life and ministry of Jesus. They lived at the same time. he, He heard all about it, watched how this played out. He knew Jesus. And he writes down these things for us to look at, to remember, to know Jesus Ourselves And so this is from Matthew chapter 12. It's relevant to us this morning. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and his brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. We'll pause there for a minute. This is a real life scenario. You've experienced this. You are either the person who people are waiting on or you're the person waiting on the other person. But you have that dynamic, don't you? There's someone, there's always someone who's the more extroverted, who's the lingering one, who's still having the conversation, and you're like, come on, let's, let's go. The game is starting. We have reservations. I've been here long enough. I don't want to talk to the, it's awkward for me. I need to go and like just be in a dark room for a while. I'm done with all the people. You know this dynamic. It's, it's, in, it's in our relationships, it's in our families, you know the deal. And so I want you to see, I want you to get that this is, this is real life. When we read these things from Scripture, we're reading about actual people in actual places at an actual time. And so Jesus actually lived, and he's in a place, we don't really know from the context if it's a house or if it's some kind of structure, and he's there, and he's talking with people and probably healing people, and his mother and brothers are outside, and they're ready to go, we need to speak with him now, it's been long enough, Jesus, I just imagine, uh, there's going to still be sick people tomorrow, come back and you can heal them then, right? Right? These people follow you everywhere. Uh, It's enough for today. You can just pick up where you left off tomorrow. We got to go eat. Jesus, I know you've got the the mysterious kind of human divine thing going on, but we're we're just human, and we're tired, and we're hungry, and we want to go. You know, come on. So there's an interesting dynamic that's very real, very personal, and that's what we're looking at. Jesus is there ministering, loving, caring for, teaching people. And his family's like, um, let's go, we, we, we got to talk. Or m- Maybe like your uncle is sick and we just got to go be with the uncle or something real life that they need to talk to him about. And Jesus uses this moment as an opportunity to share something really spiritually profound. He says in the next verse, he replied to them, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand this. Jesus is not devaluing the nuclear family. He's not. He invented it. It was his idea to have family. He is not saying that. He's saying something else. He's actually ex He's actually just making the idea of family bigger. He he invented it. So originally there's a guy named Adam. God creates Adam, right? There's an Adam. And the Bible says that Adam was alone and it was not good for him to be alone, so he gave him a wife. Family was God's idea. Then later there's a guy named Abraham and his wife Sarah, and God wants to give them a child. They're, They're really old and haven't been able to have kids, and he wants them to have a Family. And he tells them, I'm going to bless the world through your family. I'm going to give you a big family so your kids are going to have kids and their kids are going to have kids. And it's going to be this big, massive family because I like the idea of family. And I want yours to really explode with growth, right? And so in that, gener- in that lineage, there's a guy named Jacob. Jacob has a bunch of boys. They end up becoming the 12 tribes of Israel. So you've got a guy, then you've got a family, and then you've got tribes. And the tribes become a people, the people of God in that time, the Jewish nation. So as it gets bigger, family becomes more and more important. As something gets larger and larger, you see the breakdown of families. You see, you see how, it's, how it's so critical that they are a part, that they are connected, because as something becomes larger, the more intimate is more essential, which is why we do what we do in our church. Last week, we started talking about the, the three things that our church focuses on. We gather, we group, and then we go. So we're saying that it's not the, the, this is a celebration, and this is awesome. We do this every Sunday, and it really, really matters. It helps us reset on what matters most in life and who our God is, and it puts things in perspective. And we, and we get inspired to go and live and stay connected with him, and it's really important. But it's not all we do as a church. We also encourage each one of us to be connected in community, to group up. Because as something gets bigger, those more personal relationships become more and more important. And we don't just stop there. We, we go. We go out. We'll talk more about that next week. But what I want you to see is groups help our church grow larger and smaller at the same time. So when you hear us talking about Rooted, hey, you gotta do Rooted, you gotta get into Rooted, and when Rooted's done, stay as a life group, or if that didn't work for you, let's get you in a different life group. It's because we just have this conviction that life is better together and that we need to be connected in community. We need relationships, we need each other. It's how we're wired, it's how we're designed, and as we move into our next space and our next location, our church will continue to grow larger, but we must also grow smaller at the same time. And we want you to be connected in those communities because they really matter. Jesus was not dishonoring the family unit. Instead, he was saying, it's bigger than what you think it is. This is really important, but it's even bigger than that. In other words, God's idea of family is natural but it's even more spiritual. It's natural, it's relational, it's what you were born into, that's real and that's important, and it's even more spiritual. And I thought, who better to help me communicate that truth on Mother's Day than my wife, Hillary. Would you please welcome Hillary? So, Hillary is. Uh, this is not her favorite thing to do. Um, I've been trying to get her for the past two years. Hi. Hi. Uh, I've been trying to get her for the past two years to do announcements or kind of share a message with me, and she hasn't been interested. Uh, but something about last week, when I was kind of painting the picture of of what our church does and how we gather and we group and we go out, um, something was resonating with her, and she felt like God prompting her to say, "Hey, this. I think this is the week." what I'm supposed to share. And so thank you for doing that, it's very courageous of you, uh, I appreciate it. And would you just kinda of start us off by telling us why you think God prompted you to share today?
1: Yeah, well, um, he, as he was talking last week, and we, I knew it was coming up that we're gonna speak about life groups. Um, it's had such a profound impact on my life and I thought, oh, maybe I'm supposed to speak and then it was Mother's Day and I was like, oh, I definitely gotta speak and <laughs> I don't know if you guys, a lot of you moms probably got to sleep in and have coffee, but my husband works, so I work. <laughs> I've got two kids to get out the door. So um, anyway, it just added to the, the reason why I wanted to come. And um, my main reason why I wanted to speak on a Mother's Day was because um, I know that there's a lot of women in here that are hurting, that this isn't an easy day for you. Um, you maybe you've lost a mom, or you want to be a mom, or you've lost a child. And I think um, sometimes that gets glossed over. I didn't notice that when I was growing up, that Mother's Day could be hard for people. And so maybe there's some of you in here who don't realize that this is a hard day, and it really is. It it can be a challenging day, and I want to acknowledge the the women that are hurting, and I want you to know how brave you are um, and how much I know. I just trust that God has something for you today. Otherwise, he wouldn't pull me up here, because <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, I'm sweating, I hate this, but I just know, <laughs> I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel like I really wanted to share with you how God has moved in my life and how he's going to draw you to him in love and love you in that season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I lost my mama six years ago to pancreatic cancer. She was my very best friend. She was so amazing, such a good mom. I called her every day. And that loss was really hard. Um, and we were living in Washington and we found um, we, we found such a great community there and family. I'm like really huge family in Washington, so.
0: Bunch of Croatians.
1: Yeah. Like, super famous. Yeah, They're all Croatian. It's a big deal. <laughs> they, have, like,
0: they have like their own dock for <laughs> yeah. boats. Docks are for boats, I guess. That didn't explain, <laughs> but and but then like a street named after them and everything. So she's like a, a C-list celebrity in Gig Harbor.
1: I, I mean, I think in Gig Harbor, I'm probably A-list, but whatever. <laughs> so and I have uh, and we had a great group of friends up there, and it was so wonderful that we had such a good community because the next couple of years were um, marked by infertility. So we had. Uh, a year went by, no big deal, and then we spent a couple years really pursuing trying to get pregnant, and it is a painful road. Lots of needles, lots of appointments, and lots of nothing happening. Um, and so for my birthday a couple years ago, my group of friends were praying over me and, you know, that we'd get pregnant and and some other things, and that next morning, I just felt like we were supposed to move to california god had prompted and laid on my heart for us to leave this community that i trusted and loved so much um so that my husband can pursue we didn't even know what but <laughs> something in california <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and to be honest california sounded lovely i mean it's really sunny down here and so um So we made the move, and I just had to trust God that he was going to provide for me a family and a network of people down here, um, even though I'd created such a great group up there. Um, Sorry, I'm going to have to find myself. Um, So anyway, we came down here, and it was shortly after that we were offered Huntington Beach, so we moved up here. Uh, We were living down south. and
0: Asked asked to lead this church. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so we began leading rooted groups and um, and we found ourselves in a new a, a new life group. We we had led for a couple times and we thought it just wasn't enough for us. We wanted to be in community and even though we lead, we really find value in the community because we need to be fed too and we need to be encouraged and loved and um, and so we found a great group of people that we get to laugh with and we get to um, learn about Jesus with, and we get to cry with, and we get to play with, and it's just been such a blessing in my life um, to have that community, and they got to walk with me as I gave birth to my firstborn, Jack, mm. and you see him. He runs around playing around here, and it was such a gift to walk alongside them um, as I got to have my little baby boy, um, and it became even more, it has grown and it has really increased the intensity of what this group has meant to me. Um, as I approached the birth of my second son, getting pregnant both times with IVF, getting pregnant with Henry was a, more difficult than I anticipated, and his birth was even more challenging than I anticipated, um, harder than Jack's. but. As I approached that moment, I knew something was missing when I delivered my son, Jack. I knew there was that piece of family that wasn't there. I had my husband with me for all 30 hours of labor. and But afterwards, I didn't have anybody to show my son to. And I, I lacked that. He showed the picture. So I asked two girlfriends. As I approached um, delivering Henry, if they would come with me, and and be there, and I didn't have to explain that it was because I didn't have a mama. They knew. And so they came, and they brought me mimosas. (laughs) 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 And they told me I look beautiful, which is totally alike, because I'm all puffy. (laughs) Um, But they loved on my baby, and they sat with me, and they came back because I was there for a really long time. (laughs) And they came back a couple times, and they prayed with me. um, And they filled in the gap for me. Um, And I got to see where God had blessed me. And another friend, Monica, who isn't here, she got married yesterday, but she spent the next night, the whole night, holding my baby so this guy could sleep and I could sleep. And she just saw fit to, to bless me that way. And then I have spiritual mamas here that... Um, Beth and Maggie, they put in a cooking class they created for me to learn how to cook because I don't have my mama down here. And you can say it's so good,
0: huh? It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Beth and Maggie.
1: They're the best. They're the best. So um, anyway, God has really worked in my life through community and provided for me um, when I didn't have the, the people and the, and the family, yeah. And so... It's a call to us now and for Caleb and I to be that community to others. And so if you're looking, thinking, I can't have that, start by being that. I think that's a huge key to finding the people in your life. If you're not rooted, do it. If you don't have a life group, find one. It's important to live in community. It's important to have people in your life to love and support you. You don't have to walk through these painful things alone. If you're here alone and you're hurting on Mother's Day, Find someone to pray with you and get in a life group. It has meant, meant the world to me. I wouldn't be able to stand here today if, it, if they didn't encourage me and love me the way that they do. And here I am six years later after my mom passed, and I'm okay. And it's a lot to do with the family that God has provided for me, the spiritual
0: family. Thank you for sharing today. Yeah. To stay here for a moment. So you see why we make such a big deal about these things. It's the Sunday gathering is really, really important. And so is being in a group because you get to walk through life. Life is not easy. There's difficult things and we need to have people to walk with them. God gives us the gift of a natural nuclear family, but he uses others, the spiritual family members, to fill in the gaps. And we all have gaps, and we all need that community. So like Hillary said, just jump in. We have ways that you can connect with life groups on the patio. There's, there's all kinds of things that you can do to get connected to people in our church, and that's what we want for you. Let me read this last verse to you. It's from Hebrews chapter 10. It says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's that day when Jesus comes back, and, and we're in this limbo now where Jesus is recreating things from the inside but we still see all kinds of craziness brokenness and chaos in the world one day those things are going to be reconciled and there's going to be this kind of heavenly shift and things are going to be made right that day is coming and that day has never been any closer to right now so these are the days that verse is talking about don't give up meeting together we need one one another and encourage each other more and more and more because that's who God made us to be. He made us to be connected in families, natural families, blood families, and spiritual families. That's what we want for you. Hillary and I are going to come back up in a moment and pray a special blessing over all of our women today. But let's respond with the band first.